Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right, so just to recap, how to tell compelling stories that get attention. First is to define your audience. Compelling stories that get attention start here. Second is to know your category. It's important to integrate familiar cues, but also critical defined points of differentiation so you become a brand versus a commodity. Third is connect to culture. This is all about being in touch and creating relevancy. Be careful not to try too hard to the point of inauthenticity. And finally, find the intersection of audience, category, and culture to glean your powerful insight. Think of it as a Venn diagram where you're trying to find the intersection of the three in order to find the ideal place to play in order to anchor your story. And with that, we're going to go into the end of trenches question. We've already been giving a lot of real world examples. So this will just take it just a little bit tad further, double click down into some of the things we've been talking about. But everybody should be able to apply it and put it into practice. So the first in the trenches question. So I did the work, but I, the story I want to tell doesn't connect to my insight. What now? <laughs> and actually, you guys set this up nicely in the conversation where you were just having with regards to working it backwards, where we find something that we fall in love with in execution, and then we try to backtrack into the insight. And really, if this has been like your mentality is if this is how you guys are coming up with things and it's not connecting, there's a big reason why. And if you aren't able to do it on your own, then you really need to get an agency like forthright people or smarts that are able to help you to, to see through this. Because a lot of times, as you, know, you guys both alluded to, you get so in it yep. <laughs> that's not always easy to get yourself out of it. And so this becomes the really big objective of having somebody who's kind of out there kind of seeing it for what it is and then helping guide you guys through the process. And we've had a lot of conversation with brands and businesses where, you know, the other side of this comes out where they're saying like, well, we have this great story to tell and we should be getting a whole lot more money for it, right? Either through, you know, product loyalty, which we talked about is a very big question mark, or, you know, we should be able to charge more for it. And this is the place where we always start from because we say, well, if you want somebody to pay more for your product, then you have to create more tangible value and you create more tangible value through story. And so you need to be able to, really increase the value of your product by telling a better story. That's the way that you create a brand. So we've kind of hit this nail on the head many, many times. So there's the other side of that. And it's because like, you know, the, the, your story is the soul of your brand. Like we said, this is the, becomes the foundation of how you make all these decisions. It's how you avoid a lot of the commoditized language that we've talked about. Things like, I'm the best product, I'm the best, you know, we have the best customer service, we have a money back guarantee. Those things are now all table stakes. That is not giving you the brand elevation that you need. It's not creating those emotional connections. You have other brands who are saying things like, I can make your life better. I know how to make you happier. You and I get each other. This is what the power of the story is in order to create those emotional connections. You, you can build a billion-dollar brand out of a laundry detergent. So you can build a billion-dollar brand out of, like, basically almost anything. I'm going to say that if you're able to construct the right story and you're able to be able to develop it in the right way. So, Mike, what's been your perspective here? I know you've worked on a lot of big brands. I know you're working on a lot of small brands, um, sexy brands, maybe not so sexy brands. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the, the principles – sort of stay aligned and I'll start with I'll start with big brands because it, it, it gets more complicated the the bigger and um, more established a brand might be but uh, you know using using the, again Johnny Walker as an example um, 
you know, that there was this thought at, at that time that I referenced earlier where, you know, the category, the whiskey overarching category seemed to be leaving without Johnny Walker and Scotch. There was this sense that stuck around for a while that, you know, keep walking as a campaign idea and, mm-hmm. and what became more than a campaign idea. And I think that's the, that's really the crux of, you know, those few, those few brand ideas that, sort of are able to, to, um, you know, to transcend time and generations and they last and they last because they're, they're able to be flexed for the moment. And there was, you know, there was a time where, you know, there, there was a lot of loud, important voices who thought that, that keep walking had run its course. And in retrospect, to think of, to think of how ridiculous that, that sounds, because it's, you know, it's it's probably in the top ten of most of most infamous campaigns in in the world, <laughs> maybe ever. And it's like, what, what? Why can't we just find the insight to match this too again? And ultimately, that's where the work was done. It's like, all right, we're going to take this to the streets. We're going to figure out, you know, what keep walking means today that it didn't mean four or five years ago or ten years ago. Um, so it comes back to just really spending the time to hammer home that insight uh, and really understand what's driving people. And and it's it's not you know in this case throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's just finding a way to reposition something um, that has worked for a really long time. It's just sort of changing slightly changing the approach to what uh, to what it means. Um, and then with with smaller brands, it's really trying to trying to establish your identity. Um, you know, really figuring out what it is that ultimately you stand for, which is very hard for for young brands because mm-hmm. depending on what stage of your life cycle you're in, you know, you're just trying to keep the doors open, and so it's really hard to, um, you know, it's really hard to to be consistent or to take a longer term approach culturally because you just don't have time. (laughs) Uh, And that's what I've, that's probably what I've come up against most in the last year and a half is just, there's a sense of urgency that doesn't seem to be willing all the time to wait for the, the, the groundwork of, of solidifying a a story, an angle, um, a place in culture. Um, but I, I would always argue that it's worth it when you get there. So if you do, if you can mm-hmm. buy yourself some time to invest in developing those stories, it, it's going to pay tenfold on the other side. Uh, it's going to give back in ways that you probably can't even imagine right now in your shareholder meetings or whatever the case may be, um, if you just give it a little bit of time. And that's always the hardest part, which I'm sure you guys have seen and in your consultancy, they, you know, there's these brands and these companies that, you know, they judge themselves on a quarterly or monthly basis. Right. Um, and it's really hard uh, if one of those months doesn't trend the way that you hope it would from a business perspective to hang on to what you're trying to do culturally. Uh, so it's, it's just getting people to the point where they understand the, the ultimate benefit at the end of it. Well, and I think to your point, there's different levels of investment and maturity with brands, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, yes, you're right. It is one thing Ann and I see super often. Um, and it's a shame when you can't 
turn people on to the fact that if they did it now, they would be starting in the right place with far fewer variables than they're going to end up with. And oftentimes where we come in is where some mistakes have been made and this hasn't been done. And they're at a, an impetus where it's like, well, why is it not working? Which I think to the point of this question, right? I have my story, but it's not, it's not connecting. Well, it's probably because there was some work that was done not well or not done at all in the beginning. And so now you're facing these challenges. But I think you're totally right. And I think giving the example of Johnny Walker all the way back to smaller brands, had you not done the hard work or had Johnny Walker not done the hard work as a brand for all those years, you probably would have thrown the baby out with the bathwater and it would have deteriorated a brand that had existed for so long that had worked for so long versus saying, okay, wait a minute, there's a reason this has lasted this long. The problem has to be something else that's going on, not we're going to reinvent things from the ground up. Right, right. That's exactly right. And, and there's a, you know, not to get too, you know, I think this is largely a strategic conversation, but there's a, there's a tactical element um, that I see too, which is, you know, people ultimately, people will come to us in the, in the first instance because they need a quote unquote PR agency. Mm. Uh, and that's the, that's, that's where the agency that I'm with now is, is born from tactically. It's what we're very good at. Yep. Um, but so I, so I, I try to paint the picture in that light. So there's this, there's this model that we've sort of come to use uh, around um, around recency for a mm. brand. So mm. yep. it, it goes back to that point of it's not only figuring out what story to tell, it's figuring out how you can tell it as often as humanly possible, because you need this, you need this drumbeat of conversation to, to stay relevant. So you can start to, you know, create that foundation. So really when a lot of, and I've seen it more with smaller brands will come to us and they, you know, they, they think they want or need a, an earned media PR strategy. And when you have, when you get through the briefing process and you realize what they mean by that, they want the name of their product or brand in the headline of <laughs> pick, pick a title. And maybe you'll get a couple of those throughout the course of the year. But if that's what your metric for success is, you're never going to get the recency you need to establish any sort of memory structure with the people you're trying to reach. So yeah. it's, you sort of build this this um, this model, which is including you, about you, and by you. So, including you is where the lion's share of your coverage has to come from, and that's what we'll spend most of our time thinking about. Because we're going to look at every possible cultural moment that we can attach the brand and the story to, and get you mentioned in in one way, shape, or form. And every once in a while. There'll be a place where where you can be the feature of one of of one of those stories, and then beyond that, um, we, you become a subject expert, and that's the buy you part. You know where you actually speak as a brand with authority, whether it's on a cultural topic or a brand topic or a category topic. Um, but that helps. I think that helps kind of paint the picture of what we mean because, you know, I, I've I've like we all have in this in this world, I've lost. I've lost pitches because there's a in in some part there's an old school mentality of you know tell me that you know the editor of X publication and can get me a feature <laughs> mm -hmm. story placed in it. Yeah, and I, I'm just not willing. Even if we do, I'm not willing to sell our services on that <laughs> on nope. that alone because I don't think that's a a good strategy for any 
consumer brand that wants to be culturally relevant. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.